You're listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Welcome to The Art of Love. I'm your host and a dating expert. And welcome to a hot day in L.A. I don't know how it is where you are, but it is scorching here. And I'm here all by myself today. Usually there's someone around just in case I need help, but um, it's all being done by remote. I'm scared. (laughs) No, I'm not. You know, it's funny. Because I studied recording engineering when I was 18, believe it or not. Yes, I was a precocious child. And... uh, and now it's like all come, um, it's all come back around because here I am working at a board and I'm using a song as my intro, which I helped to record. So my actions at 18 came to fruition at the age that I am now. <laughs> it all comes around, right? Uh, anyways, welcome. I'm here every week to help you with your dating and relationship issues. I take live calls. I speak to authors of other great um, dating books. Today I'll be speaking with Eris Humer, who wrote a great book called Breakup Emergency. So if you're dealing with a breakup or you think you may have a breakup coming up, or even if you want to be prepared for a breakup in the future, you might want to listen in. Uh, Of course, enter your emails and there is Celebrity Corner where I talk about what celebrities have been doing in the news, if they've been bad, if they've been good. And um, actually I had uh, made a statement about Mrs. Hogan earlier to, uh, this week that ended up all over the net. Um, you know, the, she's, what, 48, and she's dating a guy who's 19. So it's a 29-year age difference. That's not the problem. I don't have a problem with that. As you know, I'm a cougar expert. I don't really care about the age difference. But there is another problem, so I brought it up, and it ended up on Yahoo and Fox News and um, Hollywood Reporter and just a bunch of places. So hopefully I will have time to talk about that later. But right now, I'm going to bring on my guest, Eris. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Hi, how are you? Good. Are you keeping cool? No, I'm not at all. (laughs) (laughs) This weather is absolutely beautifully hot. (laughs) I know. That's why we live here, right? (laughs) Yes, I live in L.A., and I just checked, and it looks like it's cooling off next week, so I say thank God for that. I hope it's true. (laughs) I know. We can all all finally stop sleeping naked. (laughs) Yes, yes. I I do, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, when it's hot, I do, too. (laughs) <laughs> so you are the author of Breakup Emergency. You're a life coach. You hold a master's degree in counseling psychology. And uh, you say you're a relationship specialist who puts the real back in relationship. Yep, I do. I, I've coined the term real It's just the reality in relationship, what the relationship really is in reality land instead of the la-la land perspective that so many people have when you're in a committed long-term relationship, it's not about romantic love, you know, it's about 
the real life in a relationship that can help you grow and become the best person you can possibly be. So I help people go towards that in my relationship coaching and counseling practice. Yes, I like that term. And I have to thank you because you are the only person. I'm going to thank you now for a thank you card. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're welcome. The, um, the um, you know, obviously people send me books and you're the only person to ever include um, a thank you note. Well, I mean, why not? You asked me to be on your show and I'm grateful for that. The more you can spread the word and put the word out in the world, I have gratitude for it. I'm grateful. I'm glad that I'm sitting here today getting to do what I do through all the hard experiences that brought me to where I am today. Right. So let me begin by, I'm going to read a little introduction that you have at the beginning of your book, which I think sums up the book and I, I think it's really intelligent. You said, I dedicate this book to all the men who have uh, entered into my life through one door, hung out for a while, and then exited through another. You all have truly been precious gifts to me. I wouldn't be who and where I am today if it weren't for you. Absolutely. <laughs> if I could face every one of them now and thank them for the crap <laughs> that I went through, um, I would right now. And I became who I am today because... I went through difficult times. I faced those difficult and challenging experiences and changed my life today because of them. I would have never been able to be a relationship counselor, therapist, coach, and I would never have been able to be an author of a book and a book series on relationships. Yeah, I'm kind if of. If it weren't for them and my experience. Right. You know, I, I'm kind of in the same boat because a lot of. Um, what I draw from is uh, from obviously my experience. I jokingly say, but it's true that I've dated in seven cities, four countries, and two continents. <laughs> mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. and obviously, you learn something from everyone. It makes you who you are today. So, I guess that's one way to have a breakthrough um, is that you don't look at the ending as something bad, but something that's going to add to your life. Well, I always say the breakup is not the end of your life. It's at the beginning. And I also know that I've been on my own spiritual journey by myself, and I have grown through in that experience on my own through books and experiences and meditation and yoga. But I, I don't believe that you can grow on super speed like you can with another person because all a relationship is is – two people looking at each other. They're, the other person is a mere reflection of you, and they trigger, they show back to you all of your dark side, your shadow side, and they just allow these things to creep up, and they act out within you, and then if you're conscious enough, you can say, ooh, okay, this is a part of me, now I get to face that, and then you can, and then you can grow through that, and you can never do that without another person on that sort of a level. That's why a lot of times it's probably easier to not be in a relationship. It's so <laughs> much easier to not be in a relationship. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah, relationships do bring a lot of dramas into your life, but it's how, how you take them. You know, it's, right. relationships do take work, but it doesn't have to be like hard digging in the ditches, <laughs> you know, pouring like um, cement on the ground, falling into uh. quicksand. It doesn't have to be that, even though moments are like that and yes. they feel like that. Right. It, it, it does take work for you to grow and to evolve into to the best person. It definitely takes takes work. 
So um, you, this book is a collection of um, obviously your writing and it, there's a work, workbook type um, pages and there's essays and questionnaires. And so you say that one of the greatest forms of self-reflection in healing is writing. Mm-hmm. Well, this is how, you know, the book first began because I am a big journal writer. And after a breakup that I had from a man who I thought at that moment was my one and only soulmate, which I know now that there are many soulmates mm-hmm. in your life, mm-hmm. but he broke up with me over the phone without an explanation, and I was devastated. Oh. And I journaled it, and, and, and through that came, came the book. And writing is, it, when you write, your un, more of your unconscious is revealed to your consciousness because you're not thinking about mm-hmm. what you're writing. You're just writing yeah. you know, at times when you're journaling, and that's what's so important because you, you know, your insides are coming out. They're coming out <laughs> telling you more about who you are, and that's one of the strongest ways of healing in my belief. Yeah, I mean, I keep a journal. I've been doing it forever, and I, I'm, I mean, I'm addicted to it. Sometimes when I have no one to talk to and I really need to express uh, a certain emotion, it's like, oh, where's my book? i got to write this down. And, and it helps to just get it out. Yeah, it definitely does. And I actually told a friend of mine that he needed to start writing a journal, and after about two weeks, he, he said, I-, I need to stop writing the journal. I go, why? He goes, because I may actually get to know myself if I continue writing. It's scary, isn't it? <laughs> Getting to know yourself. Oh my God, who you really are can be really scary. You know, it really can. It's it's much easier to stay to asleep at times, but it's, yeah. there's no way that life can be as full and wonderful and where you get to really experience the true um, gifts in this world you know, other than really, really knowing who you are, because then you can truly fulfill your soul and and what you want to be doing in the world. So explain the difference between La uh, La La Land and Reality Land. La La Land is the birds and the bees when you first fall in love. Mm -hmm. And it is a beautiful experience when you meet someone, you look into their eyes, they're the one, you're you're, oh my God, you're having so much fun. You're calling everybody on the phone. You, you're just so thrilled and excited. And, and you know, you just, ah, you're high on life. Mm-hmm. And it's usually the first three months of a relationship. I mean, there's no definite, you know, in that time frame, but it's definitely the beginning of a new relationship. It's like entering the gates of a secret garden. Mm. And, you know, unfortunately, it's, not a place exactly. It's it's a great place to visit, but not to live in because it's a false ideal of love. And reality land is when you really get to know somebody. And this is when you get to see that, you know, everybody has two sides, mm-hmm. but not the side that you knew in La La Land. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you're in reality land, you meet that, that every person has a dark side. Um, everybody's nice and mean and kind and cool and generous and stingy and funny and sad. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this is the reality land. And then it's also the paying the bills, the everyday of life, you know, having to deal with 
your every day of waking up and cell phones ringing and emails to return and errands to run and bills to pay. And that's reality land. And living in reality land is, you know, it, it, Boring. it really <laughs> is what makes life worth living in mm. a relationship if you can look at it that oh. way. Uh, yeah, that's probably why a lot of relationships, they end at probably like the two or three month period because that's when kind of the la-la land part ends and in comes the reality. Well, because, and the reason because of that is because in we are so used to the fairy tales that we've read or were read, you know, people read us fairy tales when we were little kids or the, it's Hollywood, you know, making us believe and really, really in our hearts believe that then my Prince Charming is out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or the, my princess, I want to find my princess, my perfect you know, woman that I could take care of. And it just doesn't exist because you're not a perfect person. So how can you put, put the expectation on somebody else that they're, that, that they're, they're perfect? That's probably yeah, why nobody's we're, perfect. We're looking for the perfect person because we know we're not, but we want everyone else to be perfect. Yeah, and that's <laughs> not that's not reality land. Darn, darn. So reality land is <laughs> you know, where the once again the the coined term of relationship is. It's really the reality, and when you get to be content with knowing that there are going to be some ins and outs in your relationship, but you get to see that this person has so many gifts that they are presenting to you. Yeah. Now so you, they're present. You quoted uh, Carl Jung, this quote that I've heard many, many times. I pretty much understand it, but I want to get your take on it. Okay. Which is, of course, everything that irritates us about others leads us to a greater understanding of ourselves. Now, I understand that, but sometimes I'll look at things that bug me about other people and I go, there's no way I have that quality. Like, um, I, I hate weakness <laughs> in, in, in myself and in other people, and I really try not to be weak, and yet it, it still irritates me when I see that in other people. Well, that's a weakness right there. And <laughs> <laughs> saying that I can't stand them being weak, you know, instead of, you know, sometimes finding empathy in that. I mean, you're going to be annoyed by people, and but it's just saying, you know what, I, I, I always say, eh, let them be, you know. Yeah. Just let them be who they are. You know, I can just be, I'm so powerless over other people and what they do in life or who they behave or how they behave in this world. And, you know, it's, you get to, it, those are all projections that you have on to other people, both positive and negative. And they help you if you can really look at it, mm-hmm. especially when people an- truly annoy you, mm. you know, look at, you have to have a weakness in you somewhere. Yeah. If you're, if, if weak if people human. irritate you, you've yes. got to have a weakness in you. We all, we all have weaknesses. Of course, yeah, yeah. We're not even. I'm. I'm a strong person, but I definitely have my weak sides, and my weaknesses have that. My weaknesses and becoming conscious of them are what makes me who I am today. Mm-hmm. Makes you really. stronger. Growing through them, you know, growing through my jealousies or my insecurities. Or my or my anger. When I get to recognize it and grow through it. And I grow through that because of the experiences through the other person that I'm that I'm looking at. Um, that's really what makes me become a stronger person. So then, how do our projections affect our dating relationships? 
Well, you're looking at a person when you, you see, okay, first of all, you see that you have certain characteristics and sometimes you're not aware of all of your characteristics. None of us are really aware of no. all of our characteristics. Right. And when we are with somebody else, they are acting a certain way and maybe we're, we admire them. We're like, oh, wow, I wish this person is just so wonderful with money. I wish I could be more wonderful with money and they're so charismatic and they really take care of things. I'm projecting all of that stuff onto them. Um, because this person doesn't just walk around going, oh, yeah, I'm all that <laughs> and a bag of chips. And so you get to say, wow, I, if I'm projecting all of this onto them. Where can I find that within myself? How can I learn that within myself? Mm. Or I'm projecting that this person is weak and sad and lonely and they lie. And if I'm projecting that, this is all that I'm putting onto them. And, and especially because the projection is so strong, mm -hmm. I get to write it in myself and see where do I have those qualities within myself. And, and that's always hard to do because nobody really wants to look at themselves. No. And that, but you know what? Like, I look at it. I, I, don't, I, I don't take life so seriously. It's like the love guru. I, I saw that movie <laughs> I yesterday. did too. I did too. So <laughs> wonderful. And it really is, I love to go out and have a good time. And I'm not one to really get so deep and dark into things. I like to take it, take light of it, go, okay, let me look at myself here and let me grow. And then I'm, I get to see the gifts once again. And wow, I get to do this now because I am more aware of myself. And it doesn't have to always be so seriously. It's like Mike Myers did say, you know, true enlightenment is seeing the lightness of it. Wow, I missed that part of this movie. Yeah, he, he said that on, <laughs> when he was interviewed on The View. And oh, okay. I absolutely agree with that. You know, it's like, see your vision and how can you go and get there? Oh, okay, I got to write that down. So you also talk about codependency. So, you know, I always hear that word being thrown around. I'm not really even sure what it means. So what, what is your definition? What does it really mean? Well, it's codependency in, in terms of this book and in terms of a relationship. Codependency has so many levels. But when, I, when I'm looking at it in, in this book, so many times we get into a relationship and we become fused with another. And that is love addiction or codependency. And we forget that we have a life outside of the relationship. And so then we completely lose our own identity. Mm -hmm. And when you are codependent and you're fused with the other and you're forgetting about your passions in life and your purpose here uh, with the things you want to do, then that makes of an unhealthy relationship. And when, you, when people split up, when they're in a codependent relationship, mm -hmm. people a lot of times find it one-sided. They can't see the other person. You know, it's just so fused with the other and they can't see the other side mm -hmm. because that person makes them, it's like feeling like a person completes them or makes them whole that they can't survive in the world without the other. Mm. And the codependency, you're probably forgetting about yourself probably is a lot easier to do in the first three months when you're so caught up in each other. You, just, you don't want to work or talk to your friends or do anything. Yeah, you lose a sense of yourself in a way. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we, but and we all have codependency, codependency tendencies. traits, mm-hmm. you know, or tendencies. We all do. Mm-hmm. And even if it's just a little bit, sure. it's just like saying that we're all happy and sad and angry and glad that we all do have little glimpses of codependency, whether it be low self-esteem or we love to caretake or we're dependent or we're not good communicators or we have weak boundaries or anger, sex problems, you know, if mm-hmm. you can just acknowledge them, then go, th- go through them once again. Right do a breakthrough like your book says Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. okay so let's talk about the wonderful red flags oh well (laughs) (laughs) we all have red flags in a relationship sometimes at some point we have experienced um, the red flags whether you're in a relationship with somebody and they drink too much or you're in a relationship with somebody and they are just not that into you or they are in a uh, in another relationship there are all of these you know mm-hmm. red flags that might might come up and it's oftentimes that we don't realize them until there is a you know, when that breaking point comes, Mm -hmm. when you're going, uh, something's not right here. And then we realize like the red flags are coming up, like the sex is going down the tubes or he's no longer calling you at every single moment. Mm -hmm. And there's always other excuses and they'd rather watch the beer commercials on television. (laughs) Yeah. That sort of a thing. But, um, um, yeah, red flags, you know, I, the, the, eh, Something's not so right here. The stop sign. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I recently broke up with someone, um, and we dated for three months. And, you know, being uh, a dating and relationship expert, I, I see the red flags right away. And even I, I mean, they weren't quite red. You know, as I say, there's yellow, uh, orange, and then red flags. So it wasn't mm-hmm. enough, like, mm-hmm. for me to leave. But... Um, well, those red, those orange and yellow, I mean, those green and yellow ones are there, too. It's just that yeah. same thing, that they have a great side to them, too. Otherwise, you wouldn't be attracted to them, but you're attracted to this person for a reason. There's a reason why you brought this person into your life. Yeah, and, you know, on the second date, um, he said that he had a best friend, a male best friend, who he told everything to. And I thought, and that stopped me. I'm like, wait a minute. It's like, that's weird. Like, what guy has a male friend? I'm, I'm not saying he was gay. I'm just saying that's weird that mm-hmm. he's telling everything to a male friend like a woman would. Mm-hmm. So, so immediately I said, okay, he's not the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just knew he wasn't the one. And so I would tell my friends about him and, uh, and they'd say, oh. But what was the truth behind that? Why was he not the one? Uh, what oh, really well, about. oh, well, I mean, you know, then all the other flies, I mean, just these little things came up, like the friend, the friend, then he collects, you know, he's, you know, he's not young, he's not old, but he collects, he has a stuffed animal collection mm-hmm. in his bedroom. Uh, okay, so all these little things add up to, you know, he's immature, he needs to grow up. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I saw that right away, you know, but I stayed um, until I finally, you know, had enough and I left. And, um, but, but, you know, as I told, uh, I would tell some people afterwards, I'm actually really grateful that it happened because mm-hmm. I, I found myself making the mistakes that I tell, that I counsel people not to make. I was doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
And, and so it just really reinforced for me that, you know what, I need to listen to myself. I need to stick my principles mm-hmm. and not make those mistakes because, you know, eventually, obviously, everything started going down the tubes. So I'm actually... Well, hey, what, what a great learning experience right in that, especially being um, a relationship expert. I know that for me, I could never be a relationship expert without my life partner in my life, who Mm. also is my co-writer of my books and my business partner. And through our relationship, there were definitely red flags, but I faced them right away. And he and I went through these red flags and discussed them. Mm. We didn't keep them secret. Like, Mm -hmm. this isn't okay with me. And how can we work through this together? you know, and as you do in life. And if you choose to keep showing up for the person, Mm -hmm. then why not? Because that's the thing is that you will keep choosing the same person over and over and over and over again Mm -hmm. until you finally say that's enough. Let's move on or that you really learn the lessons in that and then you just don't need to learn them anymore. Right. Yeah. That's why. So it's better to just learn it through one person, and also never to break up if you ha- if you have any control over that. Because many times, I mean, I know that I've been broken up with, just uh-huh. caught off guard by surprise. Uh-huh. And if you don't, if you do have control over it, to stay in the relationship until it has served its purpose, its greater purpose. Never leave until you're for sure ready to leave. But then how do you know when you're for sure ready you to know. leave? You <laughs> know. You know when you just can't be with a person anymore. You're done. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I broke up. Um, I mean, I decided in a split second because he, he broke three dates um, in eight days. And so by the third date, as soon as that happened, I was like, all right, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I, I knew I couldn't go on to be with someone that would that would behave that way towards me. Mm-hmm. So, and it's interesting because now this person is showing up again in my life, and yet I don't want to talk to him. Um, I'm not mad at him. I'm mad at myself, and seeing him reminds me of my mistakes. Oh, but see there, you said the key is that don't be mad at yourself and don't be hard on yourself. That is, I think, one of the most important things that you, if you can find empathy and work through the anger. I have all mm. those, these anger exercises in the books, and the anger's there, so let's recognize the anger, but really work through them. That's why the inventories that I have in the book are so important, that I'm mad at this person because... Whatever the, you, you know, because they did this to me, and what, and and it affected me, and which areas in my life did it affect me in, and then, what is my part in this? And once you can realize your part in mm-hmm. it, then you can start feeling okay about it, breaking through that you don't hold on to that anger because that there's a lesson behind that anger. You know, it's it's all ties into the projection and to, to why you you put this person in your life, and if you can walk through it through to the gratitude side of it, you know, through the breakthrough of it, then you can really just look at this person and be like, oh my God, I'm so happy you are in my life. Right. So it's really getting through the anger and not be mad at yourself. Please don't be mad at yourself. <laughs> I know that there are glimpses of times when you're going to be mad at myself. I mean, I've gone yeah. through embarrassment and I just wanted to kick myself and, oh my gosh, if I would have just said it differently. <laughs> and I have to go through that to then yeah. say, but I, I couldn't do it any differently because this is how it happened. And this is the person I chose. And I can do it differently next time. Right. 
Right. But see, the being mad at myself goes back to the, the weakness because I felt that I was weak and I should know better by now. I should be stronger. And that's why I'm mad at myself. And this is exactly why you keep, if you, if you have done this before, you will keep doing it until you recognize it. What is it that you really chose and what is it about you that you can become a better person through this experience? Right. Well, luckily now I process things faster. So, you know, as you can see, Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm looking at it. I know it's, I've taken total responsibility for everything that I contributed and, um, I, I, I'm a different person, trust me, than I was er, three months ago. Uh, I know I'm not going to do it again. I know I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's talk about rebounds. Rebounds. Well, you know, rebounds can be great fun if you want them to. Um, you know, it's there's there's nothing wrong with it. Look, there's no there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. There's no judgment on having a rebound. I mean, you meet somebody out. It's when you're at that stage of I'm free to do what I want not in relationship the anymore <laughs> <laughs> and you go out there and you're just you wanting to have a good time and you're attracted to somebody and I say you know what go for it but the thing is is that you're just getting right back into a lot if you can recognize that it's just a rebound you're getting right back into the same relationship it's fantastic and it's thrilling and you have the butterflies again and it's a lot of times it's just you're addicted to that fantasy once again of what a relationship should be like and I just always suggest taking some time before you get back in a relationship because I have found so many of my friends and clients that get right back into a relationship and they might last in the relationship for seven months mm-hmm. and then they realize, oh God, this person mm-hmm. really isn't for me because you can't see it clearly. Yeah. And that's also not saying, that's not saying that a rebound can never turn into something fantastic, especially if you've really taken that relationship to its end. You can take responsibility for your part in it. You can see the growth and the gratitude in it. And you're highly conscious on that level. And especially if they get your book and do the exercises. Yeah. (laughs) Or if you have me as your counselor and coach, or if you do this book, absolutely. (laughs) So how about staying friends? A lot of people, they try to stay friends. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. What's your take on that? I, I think that sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. A lot of times with women, I find that they have more difficulty being friends with the other um, or the man. Whoever is more in love with the person at the time of the breakup, is. you have to really take their feelings into consideration. And when you have a breakup, I mean, I know that I've experienced a few months apart from a person and then I run into him at the grocery store again and my knees shake <laughs> and my lips are quivering mm. because I smell him again because the instant I smell him, I can fall right back in love. So a lot of times it's easier to, to cut off, but I don't always think it's right for things to be so black and white. But if I were just to con- suggest on a blanket level, uh, you know, if I would, were to blanket it across mm-hmm. the board, I would say, you know, like if you don't really need them in your life, don't have them in your life, but if you have kids 
or you share a mortgage, you're just going to have to keep them in your life. But just know your boundaries. And if it's a breakup, it's a breakup. You're not going to win them back or manipulate them back. It just can't. It's not going to happen. You know, a person can come back into your life if they decide to, but you just can't, like, manipulate it into happening. And they're... They're not going to see what a wonderful person you are (laughs) if you can just prove it to them. Right. You know, so it's like just move on and and see your growth in this experience and get somebody better who's going to really want to be with you. So, you know, people always ask me, how long is it going to take to get over someone? I had heard something like, for every year you were together, it takes two months. Do you have any type of formula? Yeah. (laughs) Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? How long will it take? How long will it take? I think that it depends. I think that that I have I have heard that before and what I really believe is it's where you are at. How long are you, do you want it to take? I mean, if you get to the point where I I have clients and if they walk into my door, they know that they are about to have a breakthrough and they're ready to do the work to get through this experience. Mm -hmm. So they will, and if they do the work and if, if they really challenge themselves to, to get through these pains and frustrations, then they're going to have a quicker breakthrough than a person that is in their victimhood for a longer amount of time and blaming the other person for what they've done. And, and, and the longing of wishing that that relationship was still there. You can live your whole life. Mm, I know. Not getting over a breakup. And I know that for me, I was with somebody for three months. I thought he was my soulmate. And at the time, the one I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. on this conversation, and it took me two years wow. <laughs> to get over oh. understanding why that relationship ended because I just oh. didn't get it. God. You know, I just didn't understand it. And I, I worked through trying to figure it out. So it just, it just depends on getting how fast you can stand, step up to the plate and work through your yeah, <laughs> I, I think one of the worst feelings must be to um, for there to be someone in the back of your mind, the one that you think that got away, the one that you wish was the one, but he's not. Mm, I think that's very difficult, and I've had about 10 of those in my life to where I thought he was the one and he was not, and this is really what brought me to my career today is my own experiences and my own ups and downs in relationships. and. And finally getting to the understanding that I will find when you are in the right relationship, Mm -hmm. this person will be there for you. No matter what, they will show up and they are not going to play games with you unless you're a game player Mm -hmm. and you're going to get that that mirror reflection back right at you. Mm -hmm. But I do know that the person that wants to be there and be with you, they are going to be there and be with you. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be a la-la land, your whole relationship's going to be that, but they're going to be your partner, especially if you have gotten over your commitment issues or whatever your roadblocks are from getting to that person. If you've gotten through those roadblocks, those inner roadblocks that mm-hmm. you have within yourself, then you'll, you'll find that person if, it's, if you're meant to be in a relationship, if you want to be in a relationship. Right. See, unlike you, I've never met anyone who I thought was the one. So I never had that issue. Yeah, no, I, I, I have. I've thought wow. they were the one. And I know that my life partner 
is definitely the one for me right now in my in my life and hopefully my life partner because he is my you know he's he goes he just chugs along and we both face ourselves and we have a good time and we love each other and we are partners in life and 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 it it doesn't mean that he has never experienced that spark with another person or mm-hmm. I haven't ever experienced that spark with another person in our lives. We both have. So, um yeah, and and that, I hope that everybody can find that if they want that. I know, that is the goal, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you want it, if you right, want it. A lot true. of people don't want it because it does take a lot of work and it's much easier being by yourself mm-hmm. or having this projected reality that it's going to be like it is in the love story. Right, yes. I, I, yeah. Right now I, I'm by myself, but I have to say I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm having a great time. Um, okay, so let's talk about sex with the ex. Now, you mentioned oxytocin in your book, that nasty little hormone which messes women up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish we could mm-hmm. find an antidote to it so we can take it when we start to feel things. I actually had this conversation with Clayton the other night that it's just something in women, unless you know they have something in themselves where they can totally, they have the male chromosome is just much stronger in them to where they can just kind of check out during intercourse. But yeah. women, for the most part, they just fall fall for that person, you know, when they're having sex, unless they're do- have, they have a, a direct intention and mm-hmm. have no feeling for this person that they're having a fling with. Right. But for the most part, women just fall for the man when they, once they have intercourse. Right. So then if you have sex with an ex, then you're going to fall back into it again. It's better to not mess with your emotions if you're trying to get past this and grow. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, and I'm not saying that that's right for everybody. I think a lot of people might be exes and they still have things within each other that they need to be working out. Otherwise, they wouldn't be around one another. But that's totally a choice. Mm-hmm. This is all a matter of how much you want to grow and move on and really get to that level of wanting to find the person for you. And I know that in my practice, I have, I work with different individuals. I also work with couples and some of my, my private practice clients are still with, I work with women and men, but you know, some women that I work with are still sleeping with that guy mm-hmm. and she can't get over him yet she wants to find the one and she's having a more difficult time because she's going out to dinner with one ex and she's sleeping with the other ex and she has another ex that's still <laughs> talking she's talking to on the phone uh. and she finally got to the point to where she's got to let that go so and work through those things because she really wants to have a, a husband or a child Mm-hmm. Because what, how big is your why? You know, if you really want to be in a relationship, that is going to be a little bit more probably harmonic and even better than the ones that you've had before. You know, really just face those the stuff within you. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck with that person that you were with so long ago. Uh, I mean, don't you look back at your yes, relationships like yes. in your 20s or, you know, even if some of your listeners are in your 20s, like look back to the people that you dated a long time ago mm. and be like, oh my God, I can't believe yeah. I went out with him. <laughs> and, Hell no. and maybe you were really into him yeah, at that moment. Right. Because you were a different person also at that moment. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it's funny because I started thinking about this, and I realized that probably like in 95% of the cases, I've been the one to break up. And I, I'm really interested in what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so much easier. You know, it's being broken up. It's being broken up with is just the worst feeling. Yeah. I mean, I have to say oh, it is yeah, just horrible. I know for me, there are times when I've lost 15 pounds <laughs> or I've been part. sick to my stomach, you know, mm-hmm. a high fever, feeling like my life is yeah. completely ending and it, I can not see the light at the end of the tunnel it's just misery is my life going to be this bad forever and I literally have felt like I'm not going to find another person because this person was the only person for me it's the worst feeling and times of breaking up with somebody just depending on my level of care for that person Mm -hmm. how much I cared about that person you know it's if you really care about somebody and know they're going to get hurt, it's, it's really hard to break up with them. Or, or, if, or if you know that they're not the right one mm-hmm. for you, you know, but you know that you care about them, that's hard too. But just feeling that pain, oh, forget about it. It's, it's tough. I get where you're at. Right, yeah. You know, I mean, being the one to break up, it's not a walk in the park either because no. sometimes you don't want to, but you feel like you have no choice. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, the only good thing about breaking up is losing weight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I disagree. I, I think that the best part of breaking up is finding the gratitude and the growth and the experience. Right. That is the best part. I'm like, okay, you know, it was my last breakup. I was broken up with. I, he took me to a little quaint French restaurant oh. in Los Angeles. <laughs> and I ordered lamb chops and I was, you know, there was something going on in my stomach. Like I was like, there's, I think there's something weird going on here. Uh-huh. And he uh, told me that he wanted a 90 day break. And we had been together for a year and like two months ago, like a month before that, he wanted to marry me. And I was like, oh, oh my God. I was like embarrassed oh. knowing that I was in this restaurant being dumped. Oh. And I was just devastated, and I didn't know what to do. I, I, I was, like, stuck. And, and in that moment, uh, something clicked in me, mm-hmm. and I just said, okay, um, I can't believe, like, that 90-day break. I was like, I, I don't know what that means right. or whatever, but I got up, and I walked to his car. I'm like, can you please pay for the check and take me home? And I went home, and I called um, a, a woman who was a mentor in my life at the time, and she told me to do some writing on it. Mm-hmm. And this is where I came up with some of the exercises in it. You know, I did my resentment inventory. I did my feelings inventory. I did some writing, and I finally said, okay, I get it. And the 90 days came and uh-huh, went, uh-huh. and he never called. Course, and course. I then realized, yeah. you know, <laughs> it was done, but it wasn't, you know, even though I was conscious of it you know I worked through it faster because I had these exercises that I was beginning to work on and then I decided hey you know what I'm going to get my master's degree in psychology and I'm going to help people through this experience and that was my intention of helping people have more conscious relationships in their lives through difficult experiences 
So I grew so, I got to go to graduate school because of this person. I have a published book because of this person. And there's so much gratitude. And it's so much better than that 10 pounds that I lost too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's funny because you mentioned the French restaurant. Because one of the few times I was broken up with, the guy took me to a French restaurant too. What is this? I wonder if it was the same guy. (laughs) No, no, no. no. (laughs) That would be funny. (laughs) That would be funny. Um, Okay. And then how about... um, when you break up with someone that you work with, that's got to be really difficult because you have to see them every day practically. Oh, definitely. I actually had that experience, and I broke up with him. Um, and it, it's really hard, but you know what? You chose to be in this situation, mm-hmm. so don't gossip. You know, water, cooler, gossip, talk is not going to do you service. Just just depending on what situation, where you are in this situation, Mm -hmm. just try and separate yourself without jeopardizing your job. And don't go to the same happy hours on Friday nights at five just to be with him because you're going to win him back. Mm -hmm. And if you're the other person, you know, try and be sensitive to that person for where they're at in this, you know, tough time. So would you say at the office, try to avoid them as much as possible? I think you're you try and avoid the drama without jeopardizing your job. I mean, your job should be your number one. You don't want to lose your job, but you've got to definitely take that into consideration that you don't want this this relationship to just make any the situation work worse. So just focus on what you need to focus on and take responsibility for choosing to date somebody in the workplace. Yeah. But try to avoid them, especially, you know, if your feelings are spinning out of control. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. Well, we've come to the end of the interview, unfortunately. Thank you so much I, for having oh, me. Oh, well, and thank I you for being just on. Wanna, I just want to let your viewers know that my website is www.loveeris.com, L-O-V-E-E-R-I-S.com. You can email me at eris at loveeris.com, which is E-R-I-S. I love that and name. And I, I, I love your name. What is that? Is it sw- Swedish yeah, or it's, German? It's actually Greek. She's oh. the Greek goddess yeah. of strife and discord. <laughs> she's, she's the opposite of Eros, the god right, of love, which right. makes my life myth even oh. stronger. <laughs> So you can also contact me at 323-525-1550, and I look forward to hearing from you, and you can check out the book um, on that website as well, okay. Breakup Emergency. Wonderful. Thanks so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me, and good luck with your future exciting relationship. Oh, yes. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, it was great talking to you. You too. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. All right. That was Eris. E-R-I-S at loveeris.com with breakup emergency. Now that you all know where I stand on breakups, <laughs> I'm bad. I break up with everyone. Okay. Um, all right. Let me read the, um, all right, let me do, <laughs> do I sound disorganized? Hold on. Celebrity Corner. I'm going to do Celebrity Corner. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. So I told you about the fact that the press release went out everywhere. Uh, Let me read it to you. The title was Hulk Hogan's ex, Linda is a bad kitty, says cougar expert Lucia regarding Linda Hogan's recent cougar gone wrong relationship with boyfriend Charlie Hill, 29 years her junior. And here's my statement. Since Linda Hogan began dating Charlie Hill, another platinum blonde, what is it with the Hogans? 
Yes, that is in the statement. She's been getting a lot of attention. Some call her a cradle robber, while others say that this is payback for the Hulk cheating on her with a much younger woman. I do not believe the issue is the 29-year age difference because chemistry has no boundaries. Rather, it's Linda's choice of men. She's still very attractive and can have her pick of younger men. Yet, she showed bad judgment by choosing her daughter's former schoolmate. Brooke has said she is totally freaked out. There have been many celebrities in the news lately who have joined the Cougar Club by dating or marrying much younger men. Mariah Carey, Jennifer Aniston. But this pairing is an example of a cougar gone wrong. Bad kitty. <laughs> so if you type into Google um, cougar expert Lucia, Kid, uh, Lucia bad kitty or um, Linda Hogan bad kitty or Lucia bad kitty or any combination thereof, you'll see all the links to all the places this press release ended up in. So I'm kind of proud of that. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was at Target on Monday night, and um, I thought it was singles night. Um, this was around 7, and there was all these guys walking around, and girls too, single people, a lot of people, and um, usually it's not that busy at that time of night, but uh, I thought, what is this, singles night? So I think that might be a good place to look because everyone is always saying, where can I meet people? Well, apparently go to Target. <laughs> I don't know if it's every night or just Monday night, but uh, it was interesting to see that going on. And I, my column is also out in the Montauk Sun, which is in Long Island. <laughs> That's my New York accent. I know it's not very good. Uh, it's near the Hamptons somewhere. And um, if you go to MontaukSun.com, and that's spelled M-O-N-T-A-U-K-S-U-N.com, and click on Latest News, you'll see my little picture. <laughs> and my column for the Montauk Sun. So they were nice enough to ask me to have my column in there, and of course I'm happy to give it to them. And um, I was speaking to my friend today, and uh, she was telling me that, uh, you know, there was some guy that she's been dealing with, and uh, he got upset about something, and he kicked her off his MySpace friends. Uh, yeah, we've all heard that. Uh, we've probably all had that experience where we've been kicked off someone's friends list or we've kicked someone off. And um, I think it's funny. You know, it's like high school. It's like, well, I'm mad at you, so I'm kicking off my friends list. And I actually had that recently happen to me by two different guys. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So what I did, here's my remedy for the situation. I made my page private because most of the time it's not private, but I'm like, okay, fine. My page will now be private. If you want access to it, you're going to have to ask me again to be my friend. <laughs> and um, and the, they, well, one asked, made another friend request eventually, and one uh, continues to call, and I, of course, continue to avoid his calls. And actually, last year, too, someone took me off their friends list, and then this year they added me back. See, it's like, what's the point of kicking people off? It's, I, that's just so childish. Um, a girlfriend of mine who I was very close with, and then the misunderstanding happened so I was on her top uh, 12 or whatever and then after the misunderstanding she put me back in just the regular friends but I still kept her in my top whatever I have 16 because I'm not going to be kicking people off and adding people that's again that's high school <laughs> it's like unless you do something really 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 bad you're staying and uh, I'm not going to try to uh, get back at you by kicking you off uh, I got better things to do with my time and, you know, I was called Miss America again. Can you believe it? If you listened to the show a few weeks ago, you remember I was in Chicago and someone called me Miss America. So 
I think I'd rather be Miss USA, actually. I mean, they're harder, don't you think? <laughs> the Miss America contestants, I don't know, you know? Some of them are not exactly nines or tens, but um, I was wearing my new dress that I got in Chicago, and I had to go to a meeting, and of course there's no parking in front of the building, so I had to walk, and there I am, walking down the street. And this guy goes by and goes, good morning, Miss America. <laughs> I said, good morning. All right, well, that is it for today. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Art of Love. And remember, love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia. Right here on L.A. Talk Radio.